Hello, cleaning buddies. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jen Lynn, and I am actually sounding much better to myself right now. Um, I got those steroids. I don't know if I talked about it, but I did. I don't think I did. I had my first online visit with a doctor the other day, and um, they gave me steroids to, because um, I have, he says I have bronchitis. I say I have upper respiratory infection. Because every doctor I've ever seen when this is going on, that's what they told me. Um, but I guess with an infection, there's a tendency to want to prescribe um, antibiotics, which is what has always been done with me. And he said, no antibiotics. You need a steroid. And I was kind of like, oh my God, why did I go to an internet doctor? And then I took them last night and instantly, well not instant, instant, but I started feeling much, much better And I even, like, I didn't take the full amount right at first because I was so unsure of this guy. But finally, I did take him. It's a short five-day burst of, like, 40 milligrams of prednisone because I was worried about, like, I've always heard of tapering steroids, and that's when they just, you know, it's like you start feeling bad again. But everything I read, I guess this is, um, like, kind of a new thing, and there was a Swiss study that was done, and it... Um, was just as effective as eight weeks of steroid use, which I do not want to use steroids for eight weeks. Steroids do are not kind to your body. But anyway, it's not even what I wanted to talk about. Um, I am driving my car for maybe the last time on like a regular, you know, drive. Um, taking the baby to my mom's house so that I am able to um, go back to my house and uh, clean it up and go shop for a new car. I actually already know the car that I want. Um, So currently I drive the two-door version of um, this car. There is a four-door, kind of a four-door version. They're different, but um, I love my car so much. I, if you've ever listened to probably some of the earlier podcasts, I may have discussed um, like just some, how some changes went in my life. And it was really after I got this car. And this car was like the first choice I ever made in my life as an adult that was what I wanted. And at the time, I was able to do it because, you know, both of my older kids were out of car seats. Um, My younger daughter was in a booster seat. Um, Well, not, I guess I have three older children, but the two younger older children... Okay, guys, sorry I got interrupted by a phone call. I don't know exactly where I was at, but not a good phone call either, so my mood is kind of in the toilet right now. But anyway, let me get back to talking about my car that I love so much. Um, but it really did change my life because I it was the first time that I chose something that I wanted. And the funny thing is, like, the car I'm going to look at now, um, my former in-laws were like, supposedly, I really don't know that they were the ones who said it. I really think it was just my ex-husband lying because he did that and saying that, um, it was not practical with two kids to have that car. I never had any issue having this car with two kids. It's always been just fine. Um, my younger daughter was always able to get in the car, buckle her seatbelt. I mean, I made sure that she was at that stage before I got it. Um, and the crazy thing was like the car I had before, um, their dad would always make fun of it and, you know, like just
say really nasty, rude stuff about it. And then when I got this car, it was like, oh, that's the car I always wanted, you know? And I, and I was just like, well, I guess you should have got it. But, um, I just really, it just changed things for me because it was like, I can have the stuff I want. Like, and this is so, I think I've discussed this before because it's so goofy, but I had this big SUV before it, but it did not look like an SUV. It honestly looked like a van and it was like the worst color. It was a maroon color. The whole reason I got it at that point, I was like in this like practical mode, which, you know, like I just said, I guess. And I was like, okay, well, I, and I had like an Alero before that. So I definitely needed a bigger car because I got that car when my now 15 year old was an infant and like you, an Alero just would not have worked at all for an infant. Um, so anyway, I got that car and it was just like, you know, from the kids throwing milk, uh, things under the seats, it just had a smell to it. I think something, um, had got messed up in the back. I think one of the kids threw up in it on the way to Disney world one time. I mean, it was a nice big vehicle from where, for when you were taking trips, but it was just so like soccer mom, but not even cool soccer mom. Like really, no, um, that was a Buick rendezvous. But anyway, I was so happy to like, when I would drive that car, I would like pretend that I was in, cause I mean, it was a six cylinder, but, um, yeah, it didn't have any get up and go really. Cause it was so heavy. Um, but I just drove that car, um, until you really couldn't drive it anymore. I had, um, a lot of brake trouble with it. And on the last time I had brake trouble, I was finally just like, that's it with this one kind of the that's it thing is because I feel like this car still has a lot of life left in it like it really does I've only put ethanol free gas in it except a handful of times for absolute emergencies and then it was like five dollars worth of unleaded um with ethanol I mean it's always unleaded but um you know there's a few little minor things that are wrong with it but overall I just love this car so much I absolutely hate to get rid of it um but, and I, I just happened to, like, I think the real convincing thing was I just happened to drive by the other car and I couldn't even fully see the whole thing, but I just really felt this pull towards it. Like I've looked at it online several times. It's like, I don't, it's really, it's really pretty. Um, this one is gorgeous. Um, one thing I don't like about it is it has a rear spoiler, which I don't like spoilers, um, even on sports cars. But, um, it'll be okay. <laughs> I can handle that one little thing, I think. Um, and also I was thinking it will keep my husband from setting things on my trunk when he's washing his car or doing something with his car because I have scratches on the back of this trunk because of that. Um, so, but there are like a few little minor things with mine. I have a humongous crack running through my windshield right now. So I'm kind of hoping that they, um, don't really look at that. And then I have also been rear-ended in this car three times, but I put in, um, all the information into, um, Kelly blue book. And they actually gave me, they were like, Oh, well your car is considered to be in poor condition, which it's really not. What's the matter? You're okay. We're almost there. Um, and they were still going to offer me like 7,500 for it in cash. 
Um, so I'm hoping that they'll, at least with my trade, I'm hoping it's a certain point. And I'm also hoping that they, um, give me a little bit of credit for the ethanol free gas. But anyway, so it's kind of a sad day for me because I love this car. I really consider it changing my life. Are you laughing or crying? I can't tell. Are you silly girl? I'm going to tickle, tickle, tickle you. I'm going to get you and then tickle you. Tickle, 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 tickle. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of a sad day for me. And if I do get rid of it, um, like if I go up there and that car's not there, if I go up there and they're trying to, you know, give me a really low thing on my trade, then I will just keep going because I absolutely love this car and I do not want, <coughs> I want to make this choice like, you know, certain kind of way and I would really go like I always said I would never buy a new car and this was the car that um, made a liar out of me um but it's really hard to find this car as a used car because they um they go really quickly and these cars really hold their resale value although mine's been in a lot of little bumps um but anyway I um I really do hope that they allow me to um, get a good deal and that I can get that car because um, besides this one, I don't really want anything else that I can see. Oh, but anyway, the reason for not getting a used one is because I can't, I have no control over what kind of gas was put in it. And I believe that's what's kept this one going so well for so long. So, okay. I'm back. Um, I guess I'm going to have to go back and check the first part of this because when I first tried playing, um, because I don't know if I, I probably haven't posted it yet, but I had a day where I was um, recording and I got a bunch of dead air again because I guess my Bluetooth came back on um, after I turned it off. And, uh, anyway, so I just tried to listen and like the first few seconds was like, sounded like dead air, but then I immediately came back on and, um, it was playing. So I don't know what that was about, but anyway, I just dropped the baby off. I'm on my way back home to, um, work on my car. Um, I won't be recording during that part because obviously I'm going to be, um, outside with the doors of my car open and um anyway so as soon as I get home I'm gonna go into doing that and then um it really should not take me that long to do the outside of my car I mean do the inside of my car there's not really that much in here but I probably will get a garbage bag with me and just kind of like go through um go through things a little bit at a time. Right now, the temperature is cool enough, I feel like, um, to where I should be able to kind of sit in my car and do everything for a little bit. Um, but anyway, I know in the trunk, I'm going to have to get my, um, the strollers back there. And then I'm wondering if this new car is going to have a larger trunk. I want to say it will have a smaller trunk because I think overall the, um, 
the fact that they add those two doors. I don't think there's a lot of difference in the size of the car itself. Um, I want to say the other car has a shorter front end, which will kind of be nice because this does have a longer front end and it does make it hard. Like I always stay back further than I need to. Um, but anyway, so, um, oh, she's showing off for me one last time. Ooh. This car has a zero to 60 timer and my best time was like seven something seconds, like really low seven seconds. So it's kind of cool. Um, anyway, so I don't think I've posted most of it yet, but over the past week I've been really, really, um, like it started out where I was just losing my voice, kind of like laryngitis. And then I started coughing and then I started coughing up stuff, which is what made me think I had an upper respiratory infection. Um, if the front, if the first part of this is not working, that's mostly I was talking about having, a going to internet doctor for the first time. But anyway, um, the laryngitis and coughing, and then it just got worse and definitely worse sounding. Um, so I've just been coughing everywhere. And then here's all this stuff about, about coronavirus and people having coughs and all that kind of stuff. So I had to take my daughter to her doctor's appointment. Now I have hiccups of all things. Oh my gosh. I feel like a five-year-old. Okay. Um, so I had to take my doctor, my doctor, my daughter to the doctor's office just for her yearly visit. And they have all these signs posted. Like if you've been traveling, if you have a fever, if you're coughing, congestion, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, Oh my God, they're not going to, you know, it's like, they're not going to let me in here. And so I brought I went up there and I was like, look, I have asthma and I have an upper respiratory infection. I said, I'm not sick. I'm not running a fever. I'm not contagious. You know, I, I mean, how much they believe you with all that? I don't know, but I mean, I haven't been anywhere. Um, so I got, um, they did let us in (laughs) and, um, as soon as I was done with that, that's when I went to the, um, did the online thing, which I'm actually really glad. One of the things that they said, the president said in his stuff yesterday was that you will now be allowed to see doctors who are licensed in other States through telemedicine. I think that is awesome because when I went, um, two days ago, there were 13 people ahead of me. I think my wait time, which I mean, you're waiting in the comfort of your home, but at the same time, while that is going on, you cannot use your phone and it blocks calls, thankfully. I mean, I'm glad that it blocks calls, but my mom actually got into a car accident while I was on the phone waiting for the doctor. And it just said she sent a voicemail. You know, she sends me voicemails all the time. It wasn't a big deal. She was in a freaking car accident while I was on the phone waiting for this doctor. Um, but she was fine. You know, it was just a fender bender, but I mean, my mom is old. She's about to be seven years old. So, you know, it's still not you know, whatever. But I like the whole idea of telemedicine and, you know, hopefully, I don't know if they're going to use that as a way for people to, um, like get pre-screened to be tested for coronavirus or whatever. But I think it's a really good idea. And I really think it's a good idea 
that people from other states can be seen by other doctors because when there's only, oh, and I, I don't know if I said this already or not, but when I went through and I used the Amwell app, that's just what my insurance company told me to use. So I use that. Um, but there were only two doctors available on call at that time. And it was about four o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday. So, um, when I heard that, I was like, cause I saw the little disclaimer. It's kind of funny cause like I wasn't thinking about any of this stuff at the time, but you know, there's a little disclaimer that says, you know, you can only see doctors licensed in your state. And there was a list of doctors that could be there, but they just were not online. Um, and I don't know exactly how that works, but I really hope that some of these doctors will, um, maybe, you know, in their free time and stuff, not the doc. I mean, I know doctors do not have a lot of free time because I used to have the best, um, family doctor and I was having the same issue that I'm having right now. I was having really bad one time and they had tried to give me Simbacort. I, Simbacort just does nothing for me. Um, and I'm not, for whatever reason, I'm just not good at following through with Simbacort. Um, which is stupid because all you have to do is inhale. Like it's not even taking a pill. You don't have to find water, but just, I don't know something about it. I just don't like it. And so she gave me, um, three samples. She got three, um, things, sample things. And she, because I was talking, I left a message for her. She called me. I was at my daughter's soccer game and right up the street from where her office is. And it was probably, I believe, yeah, it was six o'clock because it was after six o'clock because all the games started at six o'clock. Um, actually, no, I was not at a soccer game. I think I was at a Girl Scout troop meeting, but again, six o'clock is when the meetings start because they got to give parents, you know, other parents a chance to get off work and everything. So after 6 PM, she's like, well, I mean, are you close by? I was like, yes, I am like right down the street. I mean, I was literally less than half a mile from her and she's like okay well um I have some samples I can give you and see and if you like the one then I'll she's like I'm gonna write you a prescription for both and then you just fill the one that you know because it wasn't anything controlled it was just two different inhalers and uh so she she's like but don't knock on the regular door knock on the door next to that one and I'll come to the door and open it So I met her up at the doctor's at her office at like 6:30 at night, and she lets me in, gives me these samples. Not just doesn't just hand me samples like bye, see you later. Like she stands there talking to me for another good half hour or whatever, and explains to me what each one is and what she thinks it'll you know whatever. She did open both of them to where I could not like sell them or something or give them to somebody else. which was, I didn't care. I still have the one that I never took in my, um, cabinet actually. Uh, I think that was Brio. And, um, that one, I didn't like the idea because she told me it was a powder that was going to like go in my mouth, go in my lungs. And I was like, I don't know about a powder going in my lungs, but she gave me this other one, which actually is not a steroid. It's, um, for COPD. And actually this treatment that the doctor gave me to do the prednisone, it's 40 milligrams of prednisone for five days. And I talked about the studies and stuff in the first part, if it recorded. Um, and uh, this inhaler she gave me is called Bevespi and is also for COPD. I have never had anything knock this out 
faster. Like, I think that's what did it last time. She did give me an antibiotic. Like, every time I start having, like, I hate talking about this, but I do not like the word mucus, but I mean, that's what it's called. But when you have asthma, um, your, I don't know exactly what happens, like, all the uh, mechanics of it and stuff, but basically, um, one of the things you have with asthma which I never even knew this was possible, but you have um, bronchospasm. A bronchospasm is where the um, tubes that lead to the bronchioles, um, they actually spasm. Like, I didn't even know they could move. Like, I didn't know that, I don't think they're any kind of muscular thing or whatever, but they do. And they, when they spasm, they constrict. And so that's one of the ways that your airflow gets constricted. But The other part of it is that, and this is, I never knew this about asthma. This is what kills people with asthma and almost killed me, um, twice is that, um, along with the bronchospasm, you also have like increased mucus production. And if it, when you have asthma, bronchospasm dilates, um, not dilates, I'm sorry, constricts and, um, you can't cough out the stuff that's in your lungs. So it sits there. Well, anything that sits in your body is going to putrefy, basically. So, then you have these old white blood cells trying to fix things, trying to fix the problem. And they are turning into, like, really thick, gross stuff. I don't want to say the M word when I'm talking about it being gross. (laughs) But anyway, when you have that constriction and you have this mucus plug... So basically, um, I don't know if they call it mucus plugs, but I'm pretty sure most of the time that's what, what it is doing. Um, because like last night when I was, I was starting to get really bad last night before I took the first dose of steroids and I was feeling pain in several different, like I can feel it like in little tiny areas and what it is, those areas in my lungs are not getting oxygen because they have a block. And usually when that happens, I will start coughing and it will pop it out. And then, but like a lot of times it seems like it's just popping it up to a different location. Like it doesn't come out. Um, but last night I couldn't even get any air behind it to move it. So it was getting kind of dangerous. Um, and I did do a breathing treatment, which helped a little bit too. Um, cause breathing treatments do dilate the, um, tubes and then stuff can get behind them. And so, like, if I breathe really deeply, which I hate to do, like, it's the most uncomfortable feeling. I don't know how to describe it. It kind of feels like when you're going to take a deep breath, it almost feels like you're breathing in, uh, um, not oxygen, um, water. Because, you know, it's already blocked and then you have it. It's kind of getting, like, blocked in your lungs like water would if you accidentally inhaled water. Um, well, a little bit of water, like, not drownable amounts. <laughs> but anyway, um... So, anyway, when you can get the stuff out, you know, it's obviously better. But one of the things is with the um, bronchospasm and all that, if you, if that mucus comes up and it's really bad and thick and it gets really sticky, that's what makes it so hard to cough out for people with asthma. But it can block your... um, airway and it's happened to me twice now and it's very very scary and some people don't survive it because if it blocks you know the main area um which it did to me almost completely once it blocks that main area then you can't get any oxygen in and if you don't have oxygen you know you die so 
Um, that is one of the scariest things that I've ever experienced. And, uh, it's happened to me twice now. Once was about, um, I guess, wow, three years ago now. Um, I had done a dance thing and, uh, came home. I was really sick. I had pneumonia. I probably would not have done it. I had walking pneumonia. I probably wouldn't have done it. Um, except that, um, I was like the main person in that dance. And, um, I woke up that night coughing and, um, got a mucus plug stuck. Luckily I did have like a little airflow around it, I guess on one side. And I was able to like really forcefully bring it up. But, oh my gosh, like the feeling of like, I almost died was very strong that night. And I really probably needed steroids, but I was always asking for antibiotics. So that just goes to show you, like, let the doctors tell you what you need. (laughs) Anyway, I'm about to go in and get everything I need to clean up my car. And, um, I'll probably talk to you guys afterwards. Oh, Hey guys, I just wanted to add to the end of this while I'm getting my stuff together to go out and do my car. Um, I got my new vacuum and I got my tools that I talked about purchasing from fly lady. Um, and I will probably do a little bit more, um, talk a little bit more about those, but I just wanted to say the vacuum, I got the Dyson animal Two, Um, and it's, um, it's, I think they say like, It's got like a roller thing or a ball. I don't know exactly how they phrase the whatever it is. But anyway, it is, um, it was expensive. It came with a lot of tools. I got extra tools from buying off of Dyson.com, which is not sponsored, but I'm just letting you guys know. Um, Because I looked at it on Target, and the discount that I would have gotten on Target was already available in buying through the Dyson website. Like, I got the same 5% off. But... I also was able to purchase, not purchase, get for free just for registering ahead of time. So like basically when they gave me the vacuum, they went ahead and put the registration on my account so I didn't have to go online and register it. And um, I got three free tools for doing that. It was like a hundred dollar value that you can't get from Target. Um, I got this, (laughs) I call it the reach around tool, which I know that's like kind of inappropriate, but it's actually called the reach under tool. Um, and you can put it underneath, like vacuum underneath your couches, like really thin spaces, like less than an inch. Um, you could get it. And then there's even a, there's a brush that goes onto that tool. Um, you get the hard, I, well, I mean, you have several packages. You can choose one of the packages you can choose from is a pet package, which also has some of the same tools, but it also has a grooming tool that you can like use the Dyson to groom your pet, which I thought was really cool. Um, and I probably need to just purchase that separately. And then, um, there was a, so I got the reach under tool, the floor hardwood or hard floor something. I don't know. It's not what I thought it was. Like I thought it had these little round things that kind of moved on the bottom, but it's just got these brush type things, kind of like a broom. I'm going to use it today and see what I think. Um, and then what was the other special tool that I got? I gotta go look now because I don't remember. Oh, no, it's like a dusting thing. It's like this really fine, like very, you could use it on the most delicate surface that you could think of. Um, they called it something, microfiber, I think. 
but it's like it's not like a microfiber towel it's like these little bristles very very like it feels like the thing like if you've ever had a jewelry box with this lined with like velvet it's like a strip kind of feels like that a little bit but like bristly I don't not bristly bristles would be harsh like I don't know it's just really cool (laughs) anyway um so I've done my just part of my carpet twice with it part of my carpet like not the whole thing just the part the baby mostly is around I had to empty the container twice so and when I I used my little um fly lady mop thing came first the little rubber thing that I can pull the hair off the carpet with because my daughters we all have long hair and it gets everywhere and I got this huge pile of hair and then the Dyson picked up so much more (laughs) so anyway um, I'm gonna go out now and get on my car so really excited but also like I said kind of a sad day